there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Well, we sent out the search parties. John Hartson, Craig Moore have made it from Hamden at the weekend. Craig, it wasn't so bad on Sunday, but John, my goodness, Celtic Kilmarnock, Celtic through, Rangers through the following day. But the conditions were unbelievable. Yeah, they were. Um, they were I think they were a bit worse on, on Saturday. Yeah. It was absolutely throwing it down, bucketing it down. And uh, Celtic managed to get through. It, you know, it was a difficult game at times. You know, Celtic got that first goal um, off Lafferty, then Maeda on the back post, and then never went on to get a second. You always feel you need that second goal. At 1-0, the opposition are always in it. Um Kilmarnock, I thought, started the game really, mm. really well and they hang in there, their endeavour and their spirit was great. But then, obviously, uh, Jack Amakis comes off the, um, the substitute bench and uh, and wraps it up for Celtic. They win 2-0 and in the end, it was... Uh, I wouldn't say... It, it wasn't comfortable. Celtic kept the mm. ball really well. Yeah. But I thought Kilmarnock, uh, you know, for long periods, were, uh, were very good. question we're going to ask John in a moment is... Is going to be is Kevin Nisbet going to be on his way to Celtic? Craig Moore, for you, Rangers the following day. The question is, yeah. Kemar Roof, we've got news in a moment. Michael Beale saying he's out this weekend and maybe a bit longer. They do need another striker. Yeah, and and by the way, Kemar Roof, um, what a what a torrid run that he's had with injuries. I really really feel for the for the lad because I've been there myself when you you know you're picking up injury after injury and it, it's depressing. He's come back and he's made a, a really good contribution, obviously, um, to, to get the, the goal. That's what he's good at. So, look, disappointed for him and it's unfortunate for, for everybody involved. Look, the, the pitch wasn't it wasn't amazing, but I agree, John, on, on Saturday it did look a, a lot, lot worse with the conditions. Um, Rangers got off to a positive enough start, but they caught, they got caught sleeping, didn't yep. they, with the, mm-hmm. with the Aberdeen goal right on half-time, which was a tough one to take, but... Uh, to be fair to Michael Beale and his, his uh, you know, and, and the Rangers team, they come out the second half. Uh, they, they looked once they got the equalisers as if they were going to be the team that went on with the job. The sending off also, and then goes yeah. into extra time. Mm. The odds were stacked against Aberdeen. I'm going to ask you about striker Morgan Whitaker yes. in a moment or two. It could he be on the way to Rangers? And John, one of the headlines today, you see it in the back pages. We talked about it last night with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. Could Kevin Nisbet? <clears throat> fit the bill for Celtic if Gikamakis goes. It looks as though, you know, Celtic apparently have accepted a deal from the Japanese club if Gikamakis wants to go, if he wants to take it. And also Atlanta and the MLS are interested. But what do you feel, John, about Kevin Nisbet? Would he fit in? Well, I, th- I think he's a he's a quality striker. Mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt he'll score goals um, for any team. I think he's got he's in fine form at the minute. Um, you know, he runs in behind, he can finish. But I'm I'm still a little bit reluctant to talk about players who are contracted to other teams because, you know, we've been linking Jack and Marcus with a move away for the last two or three weeks. And whenever Ange goes on television or when he's doing his press conferences, he's he's batting it all away. 
you know, last week, Juranovic was going. You asked me what he, we felt he was worth. All of a sudden, he starts the game at the weekend. He's linked mm-hmm. with Southampton now today. But for me, you know, Kevin Nisbet is a good player. Um, and there is no doubt for me that, it, that he could, you know, he could step up in terms of playing for a team that expected to win trophies. What mm-hmm. I would say by that is when you step up, Paul, the demands when you play for a, a, a Celtic um, are you've got to win every game. Mm-hmm. You've got to score every other game. You can't Is that go... the biggest difference, John? That you have to win all the time. Yeah, you've yeah. got to win a draw. A draw, Paul, is a crisis. Yeah. You know, all the fan zones are all talking about it. The newspapers are criticising, mm. um, yeah. and that's the difference. Because when you play for the Hibs or outside of the Celtic Rangers sort of stuff, it's a case of you can go three or four games without scoring. Mm. You can go three or four games without without winning. It's, it's almost acceptable. But when you're playing at the Celtic, we're expected to win. Rangers are the same. You can't... There's no respite. You've got to be at it every single game to be a success, you know, with the Celtic or the Rangers. That's the Celtic hero, former striker, John Harrison. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and a great Rangers defender in the past. Um, you defend them. Sometimes you have to criticise as well. <laughs> it's Craig Moore who's with us. Yeah. <laughs> They'll like that one, a great defender. In the past, yeah, yeah, a long time, long time ago. Craig, what do you think of Kevin Nisbet? I think Kevin Nisbet, again, a player that has come back from um, an injury. Uh, but I tell you what, he looks as if he's put the yards in, in terms of, Physically, he he looks strong. Um, he, his goal scoring record, I think, seven and seven from seven uh, since since coming back into to the team. The boy's a goal scorer. Um, I've absolutely no doubt, and I know, I know what you're saying, John, in terms of you know we don't like to speculate. Mm. But if I'm asked whether yeah. or not Nisbet could go and play and score goals at Celtic or go and play and score goals at Rangers, I believe he could. Um, he's a he's a a player that I still believe has got a lot more to come, um, you know, in, in terms of experience and maturity. But he's a profile that um, is an interesting one. I think that, you know, he is a great a great goal scorer physically. He, he's strong, you know. So I know defensively coming up against that type of player, central defenders, it's a handful. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Anthony Stewart charging towards you. You wouldn't fancy that too much, would you? You'd have enjoyed that kind of thing, but it was a moment of madness for him. And the reason, John, I think, is, I mean, every Celtic fan would want Jikamakis and Juranovic to stay, but, um, you know, the agents are active and the players themselves, it looks as though, for whatever reason, Jikamakis isn't going to be here, but Celtic could be not such a strong force without him, unless they've got a plan. And I know, I saw you with Ange after the game on uh, on Saturday, that was great, he came up to the gantry, to you and Ali and to yeah. Emma, and uh, yeah, we're going to find out what's happening. We're going to hear from both managers who've been speaking to the media today, ahead of tomorrow. We love this time of the season, don't we, John? Yeah. Craig, so many games coming up. In fact, it was strange last night, nothing on the telly, was there? Oh, no, you know, down south, there was nothing up here. There is tonight, Wolves, Liverpool as well in action. But tomorrow night, it's almost a full card. Celtic St Mirren, Hearts Aberdeen, Livingston Dundee United and Kilmarnock against Rangers. And we'll hear from Michael Beale speaking about the pitch down there. Anything would be better than Hamden. But we heard the statement last night from the SFA and the SPFL. They're going to try to get it ready for the cup final. February the 26th. Have you got your tickets, Craig, for the game? Will you locked be away, locked, locked away, away. Loaded. Yeah, John, you'll be there as well. You'll be covering well, I, it. I yep. don't know if I'm covering it. Great. Um, oh. If I'm not, me and my son are going to go in my oh. mate's box. So Excellent. one way or another, I'll be at the game. Big time. And so you should be. John Hartson <laughs> will be there. Craig Moore as well. You were both there at the weekend. Yeah. Um, watch out all other teams. 
because today Ange Postecoglou has said two of his top players, the best is yet to come from two of the Japanese players. And one of them is often man of the match and the other one's been scoring more recently and he's been at the World Cup. There's the clue. We're going to hear from Ange on that in a moment or two. Let's get the latest then. Um, well, Jacob Marcus, he didn't have that much to say. And I think he does say, I'll tell you about it when it reaches my desk and the final decision is made. But he was asked today, what's the latest news about the uh, the Greek striker? No, nah, pretty much the same. As I said, Michael's dealing with all that stuff. And, um, you know, again... As we sit right here, no one's leaving, no one's coming. It's it's pretty much the same. You know, there's always going to be speculation and, um, around the place. But, um, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, at this moment, um, there's nothing that's definite that's happening. Team news, let's check. What's the latest? Fair to say, you know, the, the game itself and obviously the conditions um, took a fair bit out of the boys. So I haven't kind of made final decisions yet, but there will be some changes tomorrow, I think, um, you know, we both because of, you know, like I said, you know, it took a fair bit out of uh, the lads on the weekend and also we need to kind of freshen up the team, I feel. So so we'll make a few changes. Um, I guess the pleasing thing for me is that, you know, guys who've sort of been out recently, um, <coughs> Aksabanovic, uh, Ralston, um, Welsh, McCarthy, all training, all available. So, um, you know, obviously um, um, from my perspective, we've got some options there now and, you know, Alistair Johnson's is good now after uh, missing the weekend games or not starting anyway. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say we'll make um, some changes tomorrow um, on the back of the weekend game. But also I just feel, you know, it's a good one to sort of um, freshen up the team a bit. Yeah, it's going to freshen it up a bit, John. Yeah. That's no surprise. It was uh, it's quite a 90 minutes. Yeah, it was. It took a fair bit out of the lads' legs. But you're saying that. It's still four days, you know, yeah. four nights. It's, it's a, it's a Wednesday, Wednesday night the games are, aren't they? Tomorrow night. Um, but you know, there's other players as well. You mentioned two or three there, you know, like Ralston. But you got Turnbull who's itching for a start. Matt O'Reilly hasn't started the last few games. He may well come back in. You got uh, James Forrest down that right hand side who, who will compete with Abada for most of the season. Um, he'll be itching to, to start the game as well. Um, and he just said there, you know, Johnson, you know, uh, the right back, the Canadian right back. Um, a quality player, you know, he says we haven't seen the best out of Maeda and Hetati. We've only just brought in Johnson, you know, so you're hoping that these players go on and have really successful careers. Um, but to do that, most of the time, you've you've got to be on winning sides and you've got to be a part of trophy-led uh, seasons, really, to, to go down as, as really good successes when you're at Rangers or Celtic. Craig, is it a bit daunting as, uh, you know, a Rangers great when you hear the squad, the depth of squad at Celtic? That's a very strong squad, um, and there's no doubt about that. They've been very decisive in the the transfer market. You know, and just touched on how he likes to do his business early. Celtic have managed to to do that, and then there's there's a lot of depth to the squad as well. Um, so look, they're very well positioned, of course. Um, you know, and and he has that ability now uh, to to be able to, uh, you know, to chop and change at times. Uh, you know, every player uh, is is going to contribute throughout the season. Um, the upside, I guess, of the Hatatis and Maeda, you got to remember, Maeda scored 23 goals in the season before he came to Scotland. He was joint top goal scorer in the J-League. Yeah. I think he's on five goals uh, this season. Um, so, yeah, like, I understand yeah. that there's more to come. And for a player, Craig, who predominantly plays wide. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. seldom plays, like, through the medley. He sure. has played there for Celtic. I prefer him... When he's running, I'm not too sure if he's 
if he's um, he's better when he's actually facing up yeah. against the defender rather mm. than playing with his back to goal, you know, with his power and mm. all of a sudden he can knock it past a player and use that strength and power and that desire, that desire that he's got to get yeah. into the box. What, what I will say, and you're, you're a former striker, John, and, and you probably agree, is, is he probably needs a few chances to score that goal. Mm. Um, so if, if he could improve, and Paul, I think he's only 25. Yeah. Um, so there's still an opportunity yeah. to improve as a player mm. there. If he could up that, um, then... Whew, a brilliant finish, wasn't mm. it, on the weekend where Kyogo was just coming back from an offside position. It was given offside, but Maeda took it first time. What a brilliant finish into the top left-hand corner. He didn't know he was offside, but yeah. still really took it well. All right, we'll talk Rangers in a moment or two. Let's hear Ange speak about these two players we've just mentioned, Dyson Maeda and Rio Hatati. Yeah, I think really well. Um, yeah, like I said I already kind of knew Dazen, but also was, was really confident about Rayo as well because I, I'd experienced playing against him, or, or you know his team playing against us uh, in his first year in the J League, um, the year you know before I left. And um, the beauty about both those guys is they're just really strong-willed and strong-minded about their football, and um, continually looking to improve, continually you know taking on every challenge. And I think you're seeing that, you know that. It, it's 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 whether it's the football or whether it's you know the culture whatever it is they they're kind of tackling it head on and without any sort of fear or hesitation and and I think they've been you know, both of them have been uh, tremendous for our football club and again the the beauty of it for me is the best is yet to come you know uh, uh, they've got more more levels in than both those guys um, and they're going to they're gonna deliver that in those levels because I see them every day, just how hard they work and how much they want to improve. Craig Moore? Yeah, I had to laugh at the start of that because Ange corrected himself, didn't he? He says, when I've played against Rayo. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he changed yeah. that very quickly. One of Mark Rayo. Quickly changed that to when our Rio team played against... Rayo didn't get a kick when yeah. I marked him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but again, like I said, he's spot on, like I said. Yeah. I mean, the players have come in and... What you need when when you come to the the big two is is to settle quickly and to be able to hit the ground running and and to to have players that are just willing to embrace everything that's being thrown at them and and obviously these players are and have shown that transition uh, to Scotland um, has been absolutely no problem whatsoever and and bigger and better things look on the way for for Celtic and Ange as well Ange knew these players he'd come across them he said so he knew how good they were but it was a, a slight gamble because it's a different country, a total different culture. Some players settle better than others. Yes, they had ability. The Scottish League um, can be very, very competitive, yep. mm-hmm. especially when you're playing for Celtic or Rangers. Everyone's to beat you. You know, you one week, you got the, the, way, to, the way I always judged yep. it was always look at the team that have just played you. Look at the next week's result because yeah. they put so much in against against you when they play because it's on television. They give everything. It's, it's generally yeah. a full house. Yeah. You know, it's a big opportunity. And then the following week, then you think to yourself, well, mm. they were so good against us. They were so competitive. They should be further up the league. Um, so, incre- fair play to Ange. He, he, the board as well. And now it's what? It's six six players he's brought in for the Asian market. So yeah. the, the club obviously uh, are, are obviously trusting his judgment and rightly so on, on the back of a great season and the way that these players have settled in. And he did say to you at the weekend, there's at least one more to come in during the window, which is 14 days, five hours, 41 minutes and 20 
seconds to go. Yeah, so well, he wasn't ruling anything out, Paul. He, no. he basically said if the right one was to come mm. along, he's got no he's got no plans. Nobody has to leave. I think I I said, will it will it be a case of one or two may have to go out the door? Not not necessarily. Basically, he said, if we find the right player, a fit for our club. He said, "You know, we can do some more business." So he never, he never ruled out bringing some more signings in 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 this January window. Although I think they have done it well. They've got the Celtic fans ready for Juranovic maybe to go. He might not. If there's not the right bid, then he won't go. And I, we were surprised last night. The bid um, is three and a half million pounds, four million uh, euros for Jackamakis, which seems cheap. But I, yeah. can only, I can only imagine that in terms of the the negotiating when he originally came, the, yep. the, that maybe that was the option. Um, players come and, and, and then they do so well and then uh, it's like, oh, how, how has he not been sold for more? But again, you don't at all times know what's actually it's, in, it's, the, it's, in the contracts, it's, do you? It's been the same, Craig, for years. You know, players leave um, our, our clubs up here, Celtic and Rangers, for... for Cheaply. Massively sure. cheap. They're stealing these players off us. And it's got well, better well, with well, some of them. Well, yeah. well, I, I know, you know... But not enough, I agree, John. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we're going to take a quick break, but we want to mention, given that we've got one of the top Australians here in the studio, that's you, Craig, that uh, Andy Murray, what a performance early this morning. Uh, and in the fifth set, he is through in the Australian Open in Melbourne, uh, beating Andy... Well, he beat um, Matteo Berrettini. So I listened to the end of it this morning. Yeah. It was magnificent. And I, and I can yeah. guarantee you the weather yeah, it was a little little bit warmer than here. 31, Indeed. Wasn't 31, it? my daughter told me yeah. it was 31 today. 31, of course. John, you're, you've got family there my as well. But isn't that Sydney, great yeah. for Andy Murray after the operation? So Fantastic. that's well, great to see him. He thanked his fitness team. He thanked yeah. them all for, he keep, did. for keeping him competitive yeah. and in magnificent shape to go and win games at mm. his age. And great for Judy Murray, who's joined us on this programme. As Before, you know, yeah. uh, Judy is there as well. So good luck to Andy in the next round. OK, we're going to take calls next. 0808 17 17 700. That's the warm-up for Craig Moore and John Hartson. They're right up for it. So we've been talking Celtic there mainly. We're going to talk Rangers and some news of possible signings. A timescale as well for who might come in. The update on Roof and also on Cholak. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Merci, Chris, for the French news there on the traffic and travel and also what's happening here in Glasgow in the West. There's some breaking news in Sky that Sir Jim Ratcliffe's company, Ineos, says they're formally in the process now of trying to buy Manchester United. Of course, he's involved there at Grangemouth at the petrochemicals there. Sir Jim Ratcliffe, one of the leading business people in Britain. My goodness, what's the price? It's five or six billion, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be a small deal, that no, one, indeed. is it? Yep. Uh, huge, huge numbers. But again, uh, Manchester United um, is is a is a massive football club, sure. isn't it? Yeah, and underperforming. But now they could be back on. That was some result for them the other day. Listen, we talked last night about VAR. Um, oh. Nobody knows the rules anymore. No. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> It, was it a goal? Was it offside? Maybe we'll have time for that later. We'll park it at the moment. We want to talk Rangers now with Michael Beale. There's a number of things he's speaking about today. Where will we start? Um, well, what about, first of all, the man who scored the winner on Sunday in extra time, Kemar Roof. He won't be available for this game uh, and probably this weekend as well. It's a real sore one. He's been away and he's had the scan. He's going to see somebody else just to... Um, just to get the second opinion on it. It's an injury he's had on the other side previously, um, but it's not a break in terms of dislocation. Um, 
So th there's a bit of a separation at the at the top here that it, it just needs to take take its time. And for some people it's less time, and some other people it's more. So it's just how we are, uh, or how Kamar feels in the coming weeks and days. It's a, it's a huge disappointment for him, uh, for the fans, and and for his teammates as well because. He's not just such a good player on the pitch, he's very important around the building. He's one of the more senior players and one of the more vocal ones. Craig, his goal yeah. ratio is fantastic. The trouble is that the poor guy just doesn't fit. Yeah, he just stay, can't, can't stay fit. He just can't seem to pull a trick, can he, you know, with his injuries. And uh, and again, like now, you know, potentially second opinions and, and, and seeking opinions of surgeons. Uh, I, I really feel for him because you know, Michael touches on there in terms of the character and, and, and what he's like within the dressing room. And and Rangers, I think, need that. They need they need those type of characters that are that are lively and bubbly in the dressing room because it's a season where they're going to continually have to to try and chase with Celtic yeah. having that that lead. So those big characters are, are really, really important. But in terms of his actual injuries and all that, I mean he, he's had a he's had a horrid run, so I do really, really feel for him. I think as well, um in my experience, when you've been out for so long and then you get yourself back ready to play, uh, you do all the work on the training, and nothing can nothing beats playing, yeah. you know, being competitive. You can do all the bounce games, as much training as you want. But when you go into a game, you go into challenges that you would never go into on the training ground. It's competitive. It means everything, you know? And what you find is, Paul, when you've had a certain injury, when you come back after a long time out, something else will go because you're not used to you know, getting to the levels that you'll get to in the game. And Michael Beals just said there, it's not the actual foot that he was coming back from a long-term injury, it's the other one. So it's a different problem. But it is a shame because I don't think he's ever let Rangers down. In terms of when he plays and he gets a run at it, you know, he, he gets goals, doesn't he? Yep. Because sure. it was a really good finish as mm -hmm. well, you know. It was, it was yeah. a good, good striker's yeah. finish. You know, he's got he, he's got that knack of, of of making the right run, good timing. And it's a clever finish. Um, so again, Locker says, I'm, I'm gutted for him because I've been there. there. There's nothing worse. So Morgan Whitaker, his name's been mentioned as a possible target for Rangers. Here's the manager. He's a player that we know. Uh, I think he's a good player. There's no update on that yet. And I think, to be fair, he's, he's just come back off loan to his parent club. And, and obviously that's because his parent club think he's done very well. So he's Swansea's player, but he's certainly a player that I'm aware of. Um, from obviously working down south and, and, and knowing his background, I think he's a good player. So that sounds as though he's he's in their sights. Well, yeah. look, he is a he's a player that's been involved in in virtually all of the junior um, national yeah. teams uh, in England. Um, so he has a he has a nice profile. A left-footed player that that predominantly plays on the right side likes to cut in on his left. But look, he can fill those kind of forward areas, whether it be the the, the right side, the left side, or just behind a striker. Um, has good experience in you know in League One and Championship level, Paul. So uh, again, he doesn't Michael doesn't rule it out, nope. but he doesn't say we're we're a hundred percent all in either. John, you've got great contacts at Swansea, so maybe you could sort it out for well, maybe not for your <laughs> uh, for for Rangers. Let's hear the latest on Todd Cantwell. Here is Michael Beale. Listen, I'm, there's no update right now, but I'm really pleased with the way things are moving. So I suppose. No news doesn't mean bad news. You know, everyone's on the same line. Everyone's moving um, in the right direction. Uh, that's not specifically talking about that player. That's just in general in this window. What we're trying to do, I believe that we're we're moving in the right direction towards it. PSV came into that uh, conversation yesterday, apparently. So it looks like he really yeah. likes Cantwell. Listening yeah. to his voice there, you know, it's 
it's something that you know we're in we're in a good place. We're in you know. Um, and you like him, John? Yeah, um, he, he has been. Sorry, Cantwell. Yes, yeah, he's, he's done okay. Mm. Um, basically, you know, in fits and starts, he's got. He's not. He's not somebody that springs out like a twenty-five goal se- a season man. Um, but listen. He's a player that's got experience of playing down in the championship. He's currently with Norwich. Um, I don't know what the fee would be, but it just sounds there listening. When you normally listen to people, I think he's really like the Cantwell one. Yeah. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, and, and again, I, I mean, I'm probably speaking, uh, you know, as a lot of Rangers supporters and all that sort of stuff in terms of the players that, that you want to see that come into the club. You, you want to see players that can knock out consistency. And, and for me, that... That consistency and character um, for me is is really, really important because what you're coming into when you come up to Glasgow, especially now, it's a dogfight. Yeah. You know, there's still, you know, a league. To, I think Celtic have probably already done enough in terms of winning the league, I'm going to be honest. But Rangers' job is to try and chase that down. So the, the, the players, the consistency, the character for me is really, really important and you have to get it right. Especially at this time of the year with what is it, what are something like 18, 19, you haven't got no time to settle in. There is no respite now. You have to come in and hit the ground running. You know, and that, that's how important it is, whoever you sign. Yeah, the manager knows he has to strengthen in the goal-scoring area. We're looking at all the areas, but obviously we want to bring more goals into the club. It's, you know, we've had injuries in the front line. We've obviously... Um, Antonio and Kamal not being fit since I've come back into the club. Uh, Ravi Matondo's got an ongoing problem with his knee, so he's not been available the last few games. And Alfredo has a contract situation, so does Ryan Kent. So it's certainly an area I'm looking at, whether it's this window or the summer, to to make sure that we're strong because um, you know we need goal scorers in the building. You need your top striker. Yeah. He used to be a guy called Alfredo Morales. Yeah, and he used to bang him in left, right and centre, didn't he? But, um, yeah, look, I mean, it, it is an area of concern uh, in terms of, you know, goals and and and, and fitness for, for, for players at that level. And, you know, good goal scorers, good strikers, they don't come cheap. Uh, and, you know, I think Rangers have been very, very clear in terms of whatever they do, if it does fall in January... It's not something they're looking at short term. This needs to be something. Any player that comes into the building needs to be somebody that is going to have a big role to play in future seasons. Somebody, yeah, John, as a great striker, what well, do you think? I know we've talked Mor- about him so Morelos much. and Kent. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not too sure about Morelos. I, I think almost it's a case of, I know he's he's done well. He's, he's got over 100 goals uh, under his belt for Rangers, which is which is great for him on a personal level. But I'm I'm just not, I I think it looks to me like Morelos is playing every week because he wants to get a bit of interest in him, and clubs are saying, well, look, I'm thinking of Morelos, but you need to play him. I need to have a look at him. Is he doing well enough for clubs to take him at this moment in time? I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sure on that. Kent Kent's a talent, um, and obviously to let to let the similar happened to Goldson, didn't it, a couple of seasons ago yeah, when he ended up season. he ended yeah. up signing a long term contract. The both, as far as I, the the both players could end up signing new contracts, but they're on the other side of it, they both could end up leaving because, you know, they've allowed their contracts to to run into the final year, and that's dangerous. Of course, that's dangerous because you've invested in these both players, and you could end up losing them for nothing unless you sell them now. 
Here's maybe a hint about the timeline, about signings from Michael Beale. No, oh, there's no timeline on it, if I'm honest, but by the end of this window, we'll have either done the business we want to do or it will happen in the summer. But I'm very, very confident that before long, you'll hear, you'll hear some news of new signings. Right. Before long, news of some signings? Yeah, I didn't know what to take from that. It wasn't really decisive, was it? Maybe a little play at the end to say that you know, maybe some positive news uh, for Rangers uh, in terms of the coming coming days. Look, they need fresh faces. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. You need fresh faces in the building this window, in my opinion, uh, to really make an impact on the remainder of the season. I understand about these these players not being you know short term that they've got to be part of the longer term project. But Rangers need fresh faces. You need Sherlock Holmes to work that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that, wasn't it? <laughs> or the cast of Silent Witness or something to work out. Could be hot, saying. but it also yeah. could be it could be quite cold. It was one of those ones. It was like, <laughs> but, where, where are sure. we? But that's football management, isn't it? He's come into the club. The, you're dealing with everything. The fact is his record is great. What's that, seven games, six wins? Undefeated. Uh, yeah. Yep, and uh, the draw against Celtic. I'll tell you who's not coming. It doesn't look as though Tom Davies from Everton. There was no interest on our side towards Tom. Um, there has been no talk about Tom. You caught me on the hop that day and I said a couple of nice things about him because he's a young British player that I saw coming through as a young player and, I, and I'm pleased to see his progress. He plays for a fantastic football club and I think that's where he's going to be. He's not going to be a Rangers player in the future. Take that as a no then, the Everton yeah, player. Yeah, he's not interested in yeah. it. Um, again, clubs are going to get linked with all sorts of players. Ange says... He hasn't received, you know, any bids or no one's in the door, no one's out the door. The three we know of, that's it. These managers, what they don't want to do, they don't want to build the fans' hopes up either and say, look, we're in for this player. And also, it's disrespectful to talk about other players from other clubs who are still on contracts. So, yeah, we can surmise you and assume mm -hmm. what's going on because that's our job. But ultimately, none of us really have an idea what yeah. goes on in them four walls of a football club. And I think what we're slowly starting to learn from both clubs is there is speculation, there's names thrown about mm. all the time. Craig, you was linked with every club when you was at Rangers. I was ring yeah. linked mm. with every club. Normally when my contract was coming to an end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was from, was from your manager and I was from your agent, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but like they're not normally... They're, they're, the, the clubs are getting smarter and smarter in sure. terms of keeping their cards close to their chest. So normally mm. what we're reading... Is is probably um, as far away from the truth as possible. Let's get the latest on Cholak, who started so well for Rangers this season. He's been injured. What's uh, what's the up to date? Yeah, he's, we're very very hopeful for the weekend. I don't want to rush him for a couple of reasons. The the pitch for training this morning, we're waiting for it to thaw out the undersole heating, but still really hard. And when you've had a calf, stroke, ankle injury, it's not ideal surface. And obviously tomorrow night surface is not ideal for that either. Just on the artificial. And obviously the uh, the cup game at the weekend's a, a, another big game for us. Good point about the weather. Minus four this morning, wasn't it, with the boot camp? Yeah. I wasn't there, but that's what we heard there that's from Andrew, who was there, and the team here in the sales mm -hmm. office. Cholak, what yeah. are you thinking? He just, he's not going to risk nah. him tomorrow. And, and, and yeah. why would you? You know what I mean? If you're coming back from a calf issue, uh, that firmer kind of surface uh, is, is always going to test you. Um, so, again, common sense there will prevail. And... Uh, back for, for the cup game at, at the weekend makes a lot of sense. He's done very well, though, Chola. That's a big blow. I know he's got several others. You mentioned Matondo and he mentioned, uh, never quite Roof. mentioned Lawrence and mm. Roof, of course. But uh, I think Cholak started his Rangers career brilliantly. Yep. He's into double mm. figures and uh, 
You know, he was. He seemed to be yeah. scoring goals for yeah. fun. Craig, you've got to get you turn your yeah. phone on. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Why is that phone on, really? Hey. But no, Cholak's one that, you know, they have missed because he, he was banging in goals all yep. the time, wasn't he? He, he stood up for them, do yep. you know, of as the new signing. That'll be one of the... Uh, he does know what's going on behind the walls at Rangers. What's the latest? You're no. on there. I'll tell you what the latest is on Tom Lawrence, somebody that Rangers fans are desperate to see back soon. Yeah. What's the latest? He had a slight setback and he went away to get an opinion. The opinion was, OK, let's see how things are going. There's some things he can do at this stage that someone that had that injury probably shouldn't be able to do. And he's had a bit of discomfort in, at other times in areas that he shouldn't. So it's it slowly does it at the moment. And... There's not really much more to say than that. He's still not back with the group and we're just going to assess as we go whether we need to, uh, how he feels, whether he can then crank up and start working with the group, which will see a quick return, or it doesn't go to plan and we have to look at an alternative. At least two or three weeks away going off of that. Uh, you know, Normally you need a full week's training, which they're not going to get this week. Um, and then once you're on the back of that, then you're potentially you, you, you miss a first squad and then you're available for the next one because you've now got a level of fitness. Mm. I, I'm guessing that's, a, that's at least two or three weeks away. Do you know what as well? He must be doing his head in, Michael Beale. People ask him about injuries all the time. Yeah. Injuries. Inj mm. Ask him about his fit players. Mm. You know, Martin O'Neill would never speak to you if you were injured. Well, interesting. Yeah, no good sure. to him. But no, it's been no, part no, of the story. No That's maybe one of the reasons he was in, though, because Giovanni ended up with a squad that was decimated mm. by injuries. Yeah. August, September, October. You know, people like John He's Suter. spoken and, there about yeah. five players who were injured. Ask him about his team, about who's fit. I think he has been asked about that as well, John, but these are the ones that are, you know, on the way back. He said there was a bit of a setback on Lawrence. Cholak's nearly there, so, you know, there are positives. Suter? Yeah. Well, well, have we got anything on no, Suter? No, he's coming up next. That's a okay. sixth injured player he's going to talk <laughs> he, about. He's, he's training with the, the, he's the been team, back, the yeah, group, he's been so he should be back soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but that's the update, I think. You heard about the timeline, the latest on roof. But it's such a, a part of the uh, of the game these days. You yeah, need a huge yeah. squad, and that Rangers need and will strengthen the squad. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I says, I mean, I, I think I think a couple of bodies will will, will be good for the squad. Uh, it gives you that freshness, and you touch on the depth of the squad. Still, you know, a big schedule. Um, you know, the pitches aren't easy at this time of year, yeah. are they? You know, they're, they're, they're all taxing. They take a lot out of your body. So it's important that you've got a big squad. And, and you know, Michael Beale, since coming in, you touched on Paul. And he's had to work on getting players back to fitness. Yeah. Slowly they're starting to come back. But then every now and then, unfortunately, you get the bad news with, you know, your Kamar Roofs and what have you. Um, so you need a little bit of luck also. One player that he's brought the best out of is Fashion Sakala. John, what do you see in that young player? Excellent. I think he was good again at the weekend. Obviously, the sending off came from his good play, didn't it, down the left-hand side when he got put up in the air, one of Craig's challenges. Um, but no, I think Sakala played well against Celtic as well. He was a constant threat that afternoon. But, you know, th this this is what players should do. You know, he's got pace. He runs in behind. He's got great feet. Um, you know, and he's playing well at the, this moment in time. So he's a player that... Uh, that uh, that Beal will be will be looking to keep keep going, keep keep you know churning out these top performances. That's what you got to do when you're at a big club. Mm. You know, players need to understand you're playing for a great club. You're playing in front of fifty thousand. You're paid well. Go and play well every single game. I know not everybody's not at it every single yeah. game. It's not natural, but that's what's expected of you. You can't have three or four games where you're not at it. You know, be at it. 
and he's got one thing mm-hmm. that you just can't coach. Pace. Pace. Yep. And, and, and what a threat that is, you know, as a defender, again, coming up against players that were quick. And by the way, he's a little bit unpredictable, I've got to yeah. say as well, in terms of, you know, he's he's play. Um, he'll, he'll go and score a fantastic goal. You go, by the way, that's the unbelievable. The was and it, special. Yeah, it? and he'll kind of miss the easier one. So again, there's some... There, there's some improvements that can be there in his game, but he's got pace and that always causes defenders troubles. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The calls are coming in big time, even on the mobiles. We're back next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! It's the Tuesday night edition. Paul Cooney here with Craig Moore and John Hartson, two football greats, and your chance to join the conversation at Go Football Show. Or you can call 0808 17 17 700, a week where we've got, well, we're still looking back at the weekend. The Hamden pitch took a hammering in every way. Um, all the managers, I see Derek McInnes has also been talking about it as well. He wasn't happy with it. And uh, he left the summit, though, to do with the. The Gikamakis situation. We know that. We know that, John. We saw it at the end of the game. And well, what did you make of it? Derek McInnes has gone. He's spoken to the officials, but he's left the summit unsatisfied with his claim about a penalty. I think it's one of those, um, um, one of those tackles or uh, pushes by Gikamakis. That it's a typical centre forward challenge. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a penalty. He doesn't have to. Uh, push the Kilmarnock player. He, he can't get the ball. It's impossible for Giacomacus to make any impact on the ball. He comes into the back of the Kilmarnock player. It's it's a it's a it's a push. Mm. He's pushed him over and uh, it should have been a penalty. That's one where Celtic got away with it. They've had some harsh calls yeah. in the last couple of weeks that have gone against them. But it's one of these that VAR, if they go if they go up to, if they if they go up to VAR whether they did or not it should have been a penalty and that would have gone maybe one all and into extra time and it could have been different. That's why Derek McInnes was probably angry. Um, but it was one of those, yeah. those you're thinking, what, why do that? You know, last minute. And then and then a couple of minutes later, he's up scoring, scoring the goal that sealed the game for Celtic. So, But for me and everybody really around, even the Celtic fans, I was on social media, they said, why, why make that type of challenge? It was definitely a penalty. And the officials got that wrong and Celtic got away with one there. Craig, for yep. Rangers, yeah, some people saying about uh, Ryan Kent, should he have had a yellow mm-hmm. or a red yeah. for uh, the a- incident? A- again, I have, I have seen bits and pieces, yep. but only only from a distance. Look, you see, you didn't see it in the stadium? No, no. no. Um, so you, obviously you can see that he's, he's, he's raised his, his hands and all that sort of stuff. And that that can easily yep. be, be seen in a way that, you know, we've seen yellow cards and we've mm-hmm. seen red cards. Yeah. Haven't we? Um, but again, when you look at the two contests uh, over the weekend, and they were contests, what you'd expect there in semi-finals, you know, like no, nobody kind of running away with the game. Uh, I think both, you know, matches were were highly competitive and were entertaining, and kind of have gone to the wire. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in the end, we we kind of all expected to see a, a you know Celtic progress through their uh, semi-final and Rangers likewise, and you know, it's it's, it's a fi- it's a final that most people. Most people want to see. And I think the fans of Kilmarnock and Aberdeen would leave disappointed, yeah. but actually proud of their teams. They both yeah. did well. I mean, look at the way Kelly started in the first minute. 
They started very well. Armstrong yeah. um, started well. Uh, Burnaby didn't know what day it was in the first four or five minutes. He couldn't get the grips with Armstrong on the right-hand side. And then I think it was Starfell played it across the pitch. Mackenzie, you know, intercepted. Great strike to Joe Hart's right. Hart's made a brilliant save. So that was all in the first five or six minutes. And I think then Celtic generally started to control possession and get get a lot of dominance in the game. Then they went ahead, obviously, and then uh, they couldn't get the second goal. But I have to say, Kilmarnock came out in the second half. They had a real go. They were they were stubborn. They were hard to break down. Um, and it ended up 2-0. But I, I think Derek was, was pleased with the performance of his players. Um, you know, the endeavour, the effort was, was really there. And it wasn't like a trouncing, like maybe the week sure, before, yeah. although the week before in the league was 2-0. In the second half, it could have been 4-5-6 to Celtic. And obviously the game uh, down at Kilmarnock early in the season where Celtic went yeah. and to Rugby Park and won the game easily 5-0. Celtic can do that to you, by the way, but it's how you approach it. And I thought Kilmarnock approached it really well and they made a real good game of it. Liam's been on, a Celtic fan has been on the socials at Go Football Show, asking both of you, as a defender, Craig, what do you think of Burnaby so far? And John, as a, a Celtic hero, what do you think? It's been a lot for the Argentinian. Came in, though, in a, a big transfer fee. Yeah. Uh, Liam feels it's maybe too much too soon. Well, again, the the, the expectation when you come into uh, to Celtic is quality uh, is someone that can hit the ground running when you look at those South American type of footballers look technically they're sound mm. um, they're, they're, they're hardy kind of players mm. um, and and it does take a little bit of time to adapt there's no doubt Bernabe's a, a very good player uh, but at the same time I've no doubt that there's probably more improvement uh, to come from him um, you know, but in terms of getting isolated against uh, wide attacking players, mm. we don't naturally play today's game with out and out wingers. Mm. So the fullbacks sure. are not really tested the way I would say a right or left fullback was tested back in the day. Well, first of all, I think he's getting a run that he wouldn't be getting if, if Greg Taylor was fit because Greg Taylor's the number one left back at the football club. The only other way Ange can maybe do it is play Juranovic at left back and bring in Starfield. Obviously, he's got Johnson as well now there on the right. But he's one of these players that when when I first saw him, I, I was quite impressed. I yep. thought he was getting up and down. He looked really good on the ball. And at the weekend there, he, he looked like a fish out of water for the first 15 minutes. He couldn't he couldn't deal with, with Kilmarnock's sort of intense pressure in that 15 minutes. A lot of the a lot of Kilmarnock's decent play yep. come from that right hand side. But as Craig said, I think I think he's one he's work in progress. You know, and just paid two and a half million pounds for this boy. You know, and I think he will get better. Um, but, you know, as I said, when I first seen him, I thought he was very good. He just seems to have just sort of um, not not kicked on in the last sort of uh, four or five when I've seen him. But I, th I think as a player in there, uh, sometimes we are quick to judge players. You know, you know, let them let them settle. Let them have one or two games where you're thinking, oh, I'm not sure. And then, and then get on the training ground and you have to better yourself. It also shows you the value, as you've both said, of Greg Taylor, isn't it? Oh, kind well, of unsung hero. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's done remarkably well. I think in terms of, um, you know, Ange coming in and, and, and showing that he can actually improve players, I mm -hmm. think Taylor's one of those yeah. ones where you go, he, he, he's improved out of sight, I think, since um, yeah. Ange has come in, in in terms of the way that He's expected to play now. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. When when I first seen him coming into those kind of central areas, uh, for the fullbacks to then get it and play and all that sort of stuff, I thought 
he might struggle technically, mm -hmm. but he's actually done extremely well, and he, he you know he's done great for Celtic. Celtic, and, yeah. and it is you know it's demanding to play as a fullback. Yeah. You know you'd expect it to 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 join, uh, be in line with the two midfield players for most of the time. Mm -hmm. You're expected to join in the play and, and, and find the spare man. You've got to get forward, you've got to get back. It's great fitness levels. And when you get forward, you've got to produce decent balls into the box. Mm -hmm. Your service has got to be really good. Um, so it's not an easy position to play, but he's come, you know, he's, he's, you've got a master. Greg Taylor took a bit of stick a year or mm -hmm. two ago. Mm -hmm. People were like, I'm not quite yeah. sure his final ball wasn't great. All of a sudden, he's worked yeah. on his game and he's uh, he's one of Celtic's best performance now. Let's hear from his manager, Ange Postacoglu. Who else might be coming in in this window? No, no great urgency. Um, you know, again, those kind of things. Look, I, what I want us to be in a position is that, you know, by bringing in those three players early is that we're in a position now where we're not really sort of on tender hooks through January, you know, if, if if we do happen to lose players, you know, we're not sort of scrambling about to try and replace and we've got a really strong squad, which I'm happy with, and, and we can make our decisions about, you know, incoming or, or, or exits um, without sort of, you know, the need for any sort of urgency or, or, or you know, panic on our behalf. Um, our planning has always been that we, we try and get our business done early. Like I said, I... You know, we're still active, you know, I still think there's probably a space for one more. Um, now, you know, if, if if no one exits through this window, that's fine. Yeah, we've got a big squad, but, you know, we've already seen that, you know, with our schedule, um, they can all contribute. Um, but if, if people do exit, we're in a position where we've already sort of covered those absences. No names, but a lot of talk today that could it be Kevin Nisbet coming in uh, for Celtic. Squad rotation is such a big part of the success this season. Here's Ange Postacoglu. There's been only maybe... A handful of players who haven't had an opportunity this year you know for the most part they all play you know and they all contribute i've said in the past you can have guaranteed game time but you won't play for this club or any big club guaranteed play time you can get it at a club where maybe they're not as um, strong or not competing for trophies and but that's not what these players want they want to be the best and they want to you know win every competition well to do that they understand you need to have a strong squad and they need to compete for for places and and that's what they're doing if at any point you know, a player is not happy with that or wants more um, game time, well, you know, there's only one way to do that and that is, you know, train hard and when you get the opportunity do well and, and present yourself in the best possible light or you can look for other, you know, opportunities elsewhere. But That's pretty clear, isn't it? If you don't fancy it, yeah, adios. Yeah. And yeah. look, I mean, again, of course you want a competitive environment. You want naturally two players challenging for every position. I, I get the message that Andrew's trying to put across there in terms of there's no guarantees, but mm -hmm. you go through the Celtic team, there are some guarantees in terms of players that are going to play every week. You know what I mean? Callum yeah. McGregor's fit, he's mm -hmm. playing. Yep. Hart's fit, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, but also he's got to be careful. He's got to get the balance right between mm -hmm. making changes and having the players to come in to be at a high level mm -hmm. and he's got to win football matches. Yep. He's got to make sure that the level he puts out there, uh, you know, the club, not, not so much criticism, but... He was questioned when he made six changes against St Mirren when they got, when they got beat, um, but more so making six changes. He was he was more unhappy with the with the players that came in because he expects them when they do come in they've got to be ready. Otherwise, they're not they're back on the bench. Then they don't stay in the team. And look um, at the way he's fed in people like Aaron Moy. We didn't see much uh, yeah, at first, but my right. goodness, John, yes. week by week. He's, he's almost, yeah, you can almost really leave him out. But yeah. I, we all, we all always knew that, you yeah. know, he, he could play and he was a good footballer. It was just a case of 
maybe just bedding in a mm. little bit. But Aaron Moy, you know, I watched him at Huddersfield. I watched him at Brighton, and he's a really, you know he's got experience in the Premier League. He's, he's, he's he is a very very good player. I, I was actually a little bit disappointed. Actually, I was very disappointed to see him end up signing at Celtic because I knew the quality of the player. Mm. Um, you know, his preparation going into the the World Cup was not ideal, but then you look at him and his contribution, his ability to um, to play in several different positions in the middle of the park. I know he doesn't have the gears, right? This but, is Aaron Moy. Yeah, yeah, but his range of passing is incredible, and I actually felt that he would have been a very, very good signing for Rangers. Was he offered to Rangers? I mentioned at the time. I mean, he was he trained at um, a Rangers training facility prior to the, the World Cup. Right. Yeah, so... Um, Previous uh, World Cup, yeah, before he came to Celtic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty late now, Craig. Uh, yeah, there you are. No, no, but 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 again, this is not. I mean, it's not. No, Rangers miss. Rangers yeah. made a very very clear decision that that wasn't the player for them, and I, I, I completely understood that because of the, uh, the the players of certain ages in the middle of the park. And where would he have fitted in at Rangers? And that's a very open question. And uh, the news is coming up. We'll pick up on that. After the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. John Hartson with us tonight along with Craig Moore. 0808 17 17 700. Do you know what it is today? Three months since VAR arrived in Scotland. And uh, Ange Postacoglu was asked about VAR today. It's worth listening to. You must have missed my last four <laughs> press conferences. So my view hasn't really changed. I've already sort of uh, made people aware of my concerns early on and I haven't really, you know, uh, addressed it too much since. So I think it's all on the record and uh, we move on. That's Ange on VAR. What can we say about it? It was uh, featured again at the weekend, but I see it broke down on Sunday. Craig, uh, were you involved in VAR breaking down? Can we blame you? No, you no. can blame me if you like, <laughs> but um, uh, for me, I get, like I'm a little bit like Ange in terms of um, knew it was coming. Obviously, because uh, I've seen it in other parts of the world, I've never been a huge fan of it. I, I just believe that there's there's so much still left to interpretation. Um, I, I think it must be an absolute nightmare for referees, if I'm honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it keeps getting things wrong. You know, how is that a penalty against Chakamakis? How do they miss the Ryan Kent punch in the back of the head of Liam Scales? You know, it's costing hips, it's costing hearts. We keep saying every week here, we try and talk about all the other yeah. clubs as well because it's hugely important. Um, but it's costing it's costing clubs. They're not getting decisions right, um, getting more wrong than right. Mm. Um, handball, the handball situation, even though I think it was, it was St Mirren yep. against oh, yep. Hearts. Yep. Kai Rolls, like, I mean... That's a penalty, isn't it? Oh, all day, every day. Yep. You know, and you go and say, how is... So, again, the referee is 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 looking for the support of, of VAR and then they're, 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 they're watching that and saying that that's not a penalty. Mm. Yeah, wow. 
the trouble is IFAB hasn't helped the referees, has it? Nobody really knows what's uh, when. When are you offside? I mean, look at the Man United game. Look at the Rangers game yeah. with the uh, Aberdeen goal. You just don't know anymore. You're not interfering with play. See, well, see, see why that? are you there? Yeah, yeah. I've always thought, Paul. Right now, a handball is a, only a handball for me, in my opinion, if it's intentional, deliberate. Yeah, right. If it's deliberate, if it's unintentional, and the ball hits your hand, how on earth? Is that fair? How can that, can be, how can that be a rule? If, if somebody smashes a ball from five yards Unless. and it smacks against your hand, you have, you have no way of moving your hand out of the way. But it's like if your hands are covering your face, if your hands are in an unnatural position, well, you know, some are given, some aren't given. And it, it, it's, it's costing all the teams. It, it, uh, for me, at this moment in time, Listen, I know they've spent a lot of money on it um, and everything else, but I, I wouldn't quite like to see it completely. I just think they need to make it better. Sure. Because yeah. it's now the they standard. They need to be more concise on, 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 on what the decisions really are. Do you agree, agree with John there about the handball? Yeah. If and it, if I love, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, see, right. so see, that, see when it's close range, we're, yeah. we're, at, a, we're at a metre and a half, two metres. Sure. If you're blasting mm. a ball, mm. there's no chance. If my hand's there, it's going to hit it. Mm. I can't move it. Yeah. Uh, I think when you start talking about bigger distances where, uh, you know, the ball's in flight for a lot longer, uh, uh, you know, then it hits a hand and all that. You've yeah, got sure. time your, to get your, your hand. arm goes up yeah, in a challenge. Anything above, for, anything for above there. Things like that, your yeah. head, of course. Mm. Um, okay. Look after the old firm game, all the chat about the Conor Goldson when he... You know, yeah. when the ball touched him or he touched the ball or whatever, yeah. nobody would dispute he was also trying to defend himself. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's so confused now. And there's so many cases where they do give penalties, it, it's unfair for the referees. And when are you offside? Surely, oh, if you're I'll offside you when what. the ball's played, you should then, they should flag it, stop the play, you're offside. You know, that, and again, I don't know, I'm trying to think, John, remember, I'm talking back when we were playing. I remember Thierry Henry mm -hmm. and Ruud van Nisselrooy. Um, at that time, they utilised that offside rule. And I, I don't know exactly what it is. So they used to stand yeah. offside, mm -hmm. right? And, and 10, 15 yards offside. So for a central mm -hmm. defender, oh, we'll leave him in there, he's offside. Yep. The wide player gets in mm. on an onside position, who then plays across for the striker for a tap-in and the centre-centre yeah. half's at 10 yards away. Done it myself. Done it myself as the centre-forward. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. spot on. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. and that's kind of the thing. So... The, the Rangers goal in particular, Paul, so I think it's um, it's Leighton Clarkson. Yeah. It shows an intelligence because oh. he doesn't give up, mm -hmm. right? Barisic clocks off. Miofsky, sorry, thanks for helping me. Miofsky was was offside, now he becomes yeah. onside. Don't get me wrong, to be fair, Clarkson's still got a lot to do, puts in a fantastic ball, and it's a wonderful finish mm. uh, from Miofsky, but... It's a case of how far do you go back as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sometimes you can go back quite a bit, and other times you only go back so far. It's funny you say that. See, mm -hmm. uh, just very, very quickly. Yeah. I remember when it first came into Australia, we had Massimo Macaroni. Remember who used to play at Middlesbrough, the Italian boy? Oh, yeah. We had an, a VAR decision for offside that was called back 27 passes. What? 27 passes, so I was the, the football director at the time at Brisbane Raw, and you're getting the, you know, you're speaking to the referees and all sorts of He's boasting So, so, so yeah. how, how, how far does it go back? Does it go back sure. two minutes, right. five minutes? Like, like they say, but it can go back as far as we decide. <laughs> it's just for me, it's, it's madness. It's crazy. Uh, we're going on the lines in a second or two. Let's hear about one of those players you mentioned, Borna Barisic, was involved in that goal. Um, the manager was asked today about the Croatian defender. He's been essential to the balance across the park in terms of giving us that balance on the left. I still think 
you'll find you'll go a long way to find a better left-footed uh, player in the attack in terms of his crossing and his delivery. Uh, we've switched off as a team in that moment of the weekend. We recovered and won the game. It's gone. We moved forward. Bourne has been outstanding for this football club. <clears throat> Me and his relationship is very strong and it will continue to be moving forward. On the phone lines, here's Paul, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Thanks for letting me on tonight. Um, Pleasure. I it was just a couple of points. Just wanted yeah. to make there um, to John and, and Craig, and, and again, um, good to hear you on the show again. Um, just as a Rangers fan, um, one wee point, just because John's on tonight. Um, I know he's after about Alan McGregor, and I'd phoned in a while back. Well, whenever it was, just after. I know I got to say to John, but um, I think Alan um, or Greg said actually um, answered a few critics his performance at the end of the Aberdeen game there. Um, two outstanding saves because it could have been you know, it could have went to penalties. Um, so I still think, um, maybe I'm a bit biased as a Rangers supporter, but um, mm. I, I just love uh, McGregor. Um, and my main point though, um, and I'll maybe John wants to answer that, but I wasn't going to go away, John. Just okay. No problem, Paul. Yeah, can yeah, I answer that? Sure. Right, let's throw that, John. Yeah. i tell you what, Paul. It, one, uh, I, I didn't do an article. Um, two, it was a comment I made on Hugh, and I think I'm fully justified. One, I said that Alan McGregor is a top-class goalkeeper. He's been fantastic for Rangers. He pulls off magnificent saves. But I can go back, I can go back to several goals conceded last season in the Europa League, where Alan McGregor will probably admit he never came for crosses. And he should have come for crosses. You conceded some poor goals from set pieces where Alan McGregor is stood on his toes and he doesn't make a decision whether to come and punch the ball away or catch it. He's indecisive. And if I had Alan McGregor here, I know Alan anyway as a person. I don't know him too well, but I can say hello to him and things yeah. like this. But I never criticised him. All I said was one of the reasons why Rangers have changed their goalkeeper is because maybe the opposition put in really good balls from set pieces with good quality, and Alan McGregor have shown at times, at times, he doesn't make good decisions when he's coming out for crosses. Now, I don't see that as any criticising Alan McGregor. I've made my point, Paul. Yep. All I said was, you go back to several goals last season, and the, the opposition are heading goals in, from inside the six-yard box. Now, any goalkeeper's in charge of that certain area of his goal. For sure. That's all I and said, Paul. It was. Yeah. I wouldn't criticise Alan no, McGregor. No. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. And you said he's, that. He's, yeah. Rangers, he's Rangers number one. Sure. Uh, Paul, I'm just going to come in just quickly there. And for, you, for, you know, you know what the me. context of it was? It was just days after the manager yes. said before the game against them, yeah. the United, uh, I'm playing John McLaughlin because for, it might be because of the crosses. Yeah, so yeah. the manager said it. And I was just asking John, yeah. what do you make of Thing it is, as a former striker? Comes on, Paul, not yeah. being funny, sure. mate. You yeah. come on there, Paul, and you didn't mention, or oh, John, you praised Alan in that, in that um, little uh, comment that I made. You did yeah. say he was top class. You, you you never mentioned that. I said he was top class, he makes great saves. And all of a sudden, the way I see that is, it's, it's negative comments because I praised him. But you never come on, Paul, and said that to me. You'd rather come on and say I criticised no, I, him. Do you know what I mean? Well, listen, John, listen, I take back if you take it from that interpretation. All I was, mm. 
I'll be honest with you. I never, I never listened to the whole show. I, I read what? an article and I read. Boring. Have to find you. You no, probably sure. read something yeah. online. Yeah. Well, when of you course, read it online, they take yeah. the worst bits out of. They don't put in the best bits because it doesn't sell. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, positive, good, good sure. comments on players. And Paul's just accepted that, John. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Paul. So listen, okay. no issues at no, all. No, mate, sure. But Healthy I debate. think Alan's a great goalkeeper, yeah. and there's times where the Rangers fans can come on. I've yeah. said he's a great keeper. Last season, he cost you from set pieces because right. he was undecisive coming for the ball. Craig Moore, you've played alongside him. Yep. What do you want to say about this? For me, Alan McGregor is, <clears throat> excuse me, he's Rangers number one. Um, I've played with what I, I, I think are two um, top, top-notch goalkeepers in Andy Gordon and Stefan Kloss. Uh, and you know what? As a defender, I didn't expect them to come for crosses. I knew anything coming to the box, I'm defending because they were goalkeepers that did not come for crosses. Now, I know that, that, that McGregor's not going to come for all the crosses. So if I know that, then also the defenders uh, should know that as well. So you've got to, you've got to really defend your, your box. Um, in, in regards to the, the goalkeeper position at Rangers, like I said, for me, I still think um, quite clearly Alan McGregor is, is number one. Yep, and Michael Beale has said today he thinks he's not just Rangers number one, he thinks he's the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Paul, what was your other point? My other point was, uh, that was a side point, look at the, the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just, to add about, just to add one last thing about McGregor, and I'll, I'll probably go on to my main point, right, because I think this is a, an important point. I don't okay. think many people have raised it, to be honest. I want to get your views. But I would go back to McGregor with the saves he did against Lee Griffiths. Um, and, and the saves he made with the 1-0 victories we had on our way to 55 titles. And not to forget, I know it's way back, but 2008 UEFA Cup run. The, this, I'm, I know I'm looking historically, but at the end of the day, I, I agree with Craig. I still think he's my number one. But anyway, my main point, just to get your ideas on this, right? I, I can't remember the last time. <clears throat> I, I, I could name a few Rangers players who were really... Really unlucky with injuries in their career. Sebastian Rosenthal, Daniel yes. Kodan, to name a few, right? Um, but I don't know a season where I've seen so many guys, so many players coming back, like the KMR references. But could it be the fact that Rangers played, I could be talking about top of my head, right? Based on qualifiers to get to the Cup, uh, the Europa League final, mm. something ridiculous like 38 European League games. Uh, basically, in fact, nearly half a half a season or something ridiculous like for a league campaign, and top of cup games and domestic league games, does that not take its toll on the likes? Say, because I'm hearing about Kamara and Lundstrom yeah, having yeah. to get injections to keep playing. Is it? Been there. Is it that we've mm. been so okay. good last year yeah. in the Europa League? It's now having a hindrance this year. There, there's Paul. Absolutely no doubt. I, look, I don't. I, I remember when I first come actually to, to Rangers as a young lad. So season 93-94 on the back of uh, Rangers playing a lot of football, Champions League. Um, yeah. yeah, Marseille and all that. All, that, all that sort yeah. of stuff, your club mm. bruises and, and what have you. Um, and the season 93-94, 15 players within our first team squad um, had had hernia operations. Right, so then you start, okay, that's that's like really out of the norm because obviously mm. they're the same type of injuries now. We know that, that Rangers' current crop of, of injuries are very, very different. Yep. But, um, you know, scheduling the amount of football, all these kind of things can, can certainly um, take their, their toll. But I, I, I really just think at this moment in time that Rangers have been unlucky. Uh, you know, the likes of Kamar Roof, I mean, 
You're right. A, a player that just seems to have no luck whatsoever. Look, in in regards to Suter, probably could have been. Um, there was a risk when you signed him in terms of the injury profile yeah. uh, initially. So Rangers obviously knew exactly what they were taking on board there. And he was out of contract. So out of contract. He, he'll he'll a be a good player for Rangers. Yeah. I've no doubt about that. Lawrence again comes in, does well at the start, unfortunately picks up an injury. So there's been an element of bad luck. Mm. But in terms of amount of injuries, 93-94, 15 players, hernia operations. Wow. wow. This, this year, not far off it though. That's why earlier on, uh, we've heard about so many of the players. Here's what the manager was saying today, Paul, a bit more about uh, Kemar Roof because he could be out for many, many weeks. It's up in the air at the moment. It's how Kem reacts to it in terms of the pain and then and then uh, what the surgeon actually thinks he can do in the short period, the short term now. And <clears throat> Some players, it's been weeks, others months. That's the feedback I've been given by the physios. Yeah, weeks and... Uh... Maybe even more than that, Craig. Uh, Paul, what do you think overall, though? You've got a cup final to look forward to? Oh, absolutely looking forward to it. I think hopefully by 26th of February, we'll have um, some of these players back. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, like say, Tom Lawrence, maybe. Um, hopefully get a few new faces in as well. Just, I like how Bill. This is another point, I suppose, I'm adding on to. But I like how Bill's talking about signings. He's, he's basically putting the pressure on the board in the sense of He's done his role, now over to the others. And I think mm-hmm. that's what was missing a wee bit from Gio. Um, you know, I'm not going to bad mouth the guy. He was, he was a legend of a player to me, to be honest, like another Rangers player. But uh, I think he was a wee bit quiet in that front. And I think I like how Bill's playing it and saying, well, over to Douglas Park and the rest of the board, they need to, they need to back Bill. Because I think, you know, he's track record and I was saying it so far. I think he's played six, I think, and won six. Um, but... They've just drawn the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, seven games. No, yeah. it, it's and he will know. He's only in the job a couple of months. He must know what the budget is. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have come otherwise, would he? No, nah, well, no, he wouldn't have. And look, I mean, I, I speak to a lot of Rangers fans, and and a lot of them are, are, are more than happy uh, to see Michael Bill come in. Um, obviously, they feel as if you know, he's come. He, he knocked back uh, an opportunity down south, right? Which we, we yeah. know. Uh, and then he's taken the, the Rangers job. So the feeling is with the Rangers... It was Wolves, wasn't it? Wolves, yeah. yeah. So the feeling with the Rangers supporters is he's knocked that back before. So he, he wants to be at this football club and he wants to be at this football club to be successful for, for a decent period of time. I played with Giovanni. Uh, and I've got to say, I was a little bit disappointed in terms of the way, th- the way things finished off because clearly you could see that the players for whatever reason, weren't at the races. They weren't at the races because now since Michael's come in, you've seen clearly everyone's keep talking about fresh energy, mm-hmm. a willingness, a desire. So I'm pleased that that's there now. So did some of them switch off? Uh, no, 100%. And, and, and that was clear on the eye for everyone to see. Uh, so Michael Beale has come in and, and, and he has freshened things up in terms of we're speaking about Kent now, and you're seeing yeah. a, a, a hunger, desire, a willingness to chase back. Uh, even in the the semi final there against Aberdeen, uh, Tillman is a player that that is criticised for maybe not working as much. He made a 60 yard run back in the first half to make a, a, a tackle defensively. So these are things, little things that I pick up on. Happy they're they're in place now. Disappointing that they weren't there in Giovanni's back end of the spill. Yeah, and the good thing is, from Michael Beale's point of view, is he's come in and he's made Rangers win again. 
Now he's had some close games, you know, the three two home to Hibs and then the three two a two one was it two one away uh, to Aberdeen? Uh three two sorry, our field late show. But when you yeah. win in games, it papers up all the cracks. Yeah. You've got to win, Paul, because everything else then is 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 not spoken about. And what he's done is he's won. And that, that's what makes People say good things about them. You know, winning tends to take care of everything. It does, doesn't it? Now, I know yeah. Michael Beale will talk about, you know, I want more, I want to bring in more players, I need, I need more signers, I want my injuries back. Mm. And he's absolutely right. But the right. one key element he's done since being at Rangers, he's won. He's made them, he's made, he's made them into a winning team again. There's six wins in seven games. Now, Paul, the key thing is you said you didn't hear it that night. You know you can download the podcast and loads of people are, hundreds of thousands of people. So make sure you download it. If you see something like that online, and it's great that the papers are picking up on it, then I know you'll download us and hear what John said on that evening. Have you two made up? I think you have. Paul's all yeah, right. Good. But listen, we're, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he's pulling faces oh, here, Paul. I don't, listen, <laughs> I've, not got, I've not got a problem, but all I want to, all I want to I say is... Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. I, I no. criticised the fact sure. that Alan was at fault for several yeah. goals last season when he never came for crosses no. inside his own six but, yard. But box. John, he's still the best goalkeeper, isn't oh, he? Absolutely. Well, he's a, he's a top class goalkeeper. He has been for a very long time. I admire his yeah. longevity. And the best I, goalkeeper at Rangers. If people are talking about me, Paul. People yeah. go, John Hartson. He scored <laughs> goals. Big name. No, John Hartson. Right. This yeah. is how. This is how he did it. Yeah. He scored goals. Um, he held it up. Um, he got himself in the box, and he's good in the air. But you know what? He couldn't run in behind for Toffee. He didn't have the legs. He didn't have the energy to. He didn't have the engine, you know, to run in yep. behind and 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 sort of run players down. That's fine. How many goals? No, Did... but I could accept that. Yep, what, sure. I, what? And I could also accept that I wasn't good at running in behind. And and people have to accept. Alan will probably say, yeah, of course. He, he wasn't particularly good in them games. That come in. Yeah, but it's about knowing your players, John. So I'm not going to pass the ball. To you and put it in behind the fence for you to chase. So yeah, that's, that's what right. I mean. So it's yeah. players. Sorry, it's players that understand. <laughs> it was constructive criticism. I I accepted that all day long. I know you did. Right, Paul. Look what you started. Nice Thank, thanks for calling. The best mate. Happy New Year, pal. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks a lot, John. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you. I like to big John. Oh, oh, I know. Paul Jesus, mate. Listen, no issue at all. I mate. tried it once. Good I, was luck o- to you, Paul. I was off school for a week. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Yep, I was just thinking they were talking about Michael Beale and he, if he was still, if he'd taken that job at Wolves, he'd have been playing Liverpool tonight. Mm-hmm. And what's happened to Liverpool, Craig? Oh, good question. Yeah. What, what has happened to Liverpool? And again, I, I can only... So the, the Liverpool have performed incredibly yeah. for four seasons, haven't they? They've won everything. Ah, and then eventually, like I said, eventually it does it does hit. Um, this looks to be the season where it has kind of, I think, what, sitting in ninth position on the ladder, Paul. Um, they, they obviously, last match there, 3-0, um, beaten by yeah, Brighton, Brighton. You know, like yeah. these are kind of things that uh, you haven't seen over the, the last four years. But every good team a run comes to an end and there's that transition period for Liverpool now. I still think they lost. They sold their best player, Marnie. Marnie. Uh, Van Dijk has had three or four weeks out. Yeah. You could realise how, how important he came off at half time against Brighton, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, against Brentford, sorry. Um, and obviously Nunes, uh, they're hoping to get him back for the weekend, sure. the big centre forward that they paid a fortune for, £85 yeah. million. Pounds, so, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's well, not though. all right. Gakpo, but, good player. 
Gakpo's come, yeah, but it comes a time, John, doesn't it? Even in the greatest of teams, where I mean, I know Klopp said today, "Hey, we're not going to have the same players until the year 2050," but uh, you know, it's, I it think it shows that it takes time. Well, when, you were, when you had Salah yeah. and Firmino mm-hmm. and Marnie functioning yeah. so so well, Firmino would just come off slightly, Bobby. Uh, and then you've got the others running in behind and things like that, yeah. creating space. And them three were remarkable for three or four years. They won everything, didn't oh, they? They did. Everything. Champions League, the, the title, the, the cup. Club, the yeah, club, they won two the cups club just last season. Club Do you want to show Yeah. Six months ago, they were chasing four, four right. trophies. Yeah. Anyway, you two are not that bothered. John, your old club Arsenal. It looks as though, well, they're in pole position, top of the table. Yeah. yeah um, I hope yeah. they do it. Yeah. I really do. Um they were calling for Arteta's head. <laughs> Not long ago, you're right. <laughs> 14 yeah. months ago. Sure. Yeah. Um, but they play great football as yeah. well, don't mm-hmm. they? You know, the, the players, Saka, Martinelli, currently um, Nketiah is doing great with the loss of uh, Jesus, of course. Odegaard, another good player. Um, so they, they're doing it. They're beating all the big guns, you know, at this moment in time. Um, so... You know, it all depends if they can keep it going, Paul, for another uh, so many games. I'm not sure. And you're saying I'm not bothered. Yeah. Newcastle. Uh-huh. I'll come to oh. in a sec. What about Mikel Arteta? Do you know? Mikel Arteta. You're on the phone to him. I asked Barry last night. We're getting I, tickets. I custard yeah. like that. Hey, you're um, friends with everybody. Yeah. Well, obviously, well, because he doesn't return my phone call. <laughs> no. I look, Mikel, Mikel yeah. Arteta's done a, he's done a wonderful job. Yeah. And again, as John touched on, it's football, the crazy game that we love. Mm. You know, last year under pressure, yep. um, he's been given time. He's, I think he's finally got the, the dressing room that he wants in terms of, you've, again, a strong dressing room, good characters, good people, mm. good people. Is he going to be able to keep uh, Kieran Tierney happy playing not every game? But he's such an important Prob- player. Pro- the fans not. love him. Yeah, probably yeah. not. But you know okay. what, one thing with Kieran Tierney? Yep. Um, he plays, he plays the way that you'd want a player to go. Like you know, if you support a football club, he leaves it all out there. Yep. He gives it absolutely everything. Um, and I think that if he was in a position where all of a sudden that regular game time wasn't available for him, he'd be desperate to play. Yeah, absolutely yeah, desperate if to play. If he if he keeps being left out, and if Arteta says, you know, you're number two, uh, mm. you'll play when um, when when my regular left back is is not available. Mm. Listen, he's got the potential to move to Man City for 60 million because mm-hmm. there'll be loads of takers. Kieran Tini is one of the best left backs in the Premier League. At this moment in time, he's in competition with another great left back sure. at Arsenal. Um, so for me, um, he's just got to work hard on the training ground, work his way back into the team, show a good attitude. And I'm sure that's what Arteta wants to see from Tini, but he's a, he's a top class mm-hmm. player. And as I said, if, if push comes to shove and he has to leave, There'd be so many takers. Ah, mate, no, There'd no, be no so many takers. No problem at all. It's one of the most, it is actually the most demanding position in football now. Mm. You know, th- those yep. left and right fullbacks and what they're expected to do in the modern day game, they're the most testing positions out in the football sure. field. And he is one of the best, isn't he? The engine. Right, you want to mention briefly, we'll give you 30 seconds, oh, Newcastle, Newcastle uh, United, because Craig Moore played there. But yeah, uh, defeat I, I the other there. night. But I, yeah. I was there. Uh-huh. I was there. You were there. Uh, I will look, yeah. uh, see, a semi-final of the, the Cup, obviously. They're sitting in third position in, mm-hmm. in the Premier League. It's an incredible story. And I'll tell you what, one thing that Eddie Howe has done... Um, is 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 unite. I mean, that's why it's one team, one town. But I tell you what, the place is absolutely jumping. Um, 
and they're there and they're winning games and they're keeping pressure. And I know that uh, Arsenal do have a mm. have a buffer um, and may well go on with a job. Who knows? Mm. Um, but Newcastle, keep the pressure on. Okay. Don't rule out Newcastle having a late run. Why not? And the well, ground is right in the city, isn't it? It's a bit like coming out of Central ah, Station no, and you go around suddenly yeah, there's yeah. that, what, 60 or 55,000 stadium. stadium. Well, Paul, yeah. Craig's made a point there for Newcastle. Mm. I'll throw Man United in. Go on. Yeah, absolutely. Man United. Sure. If these teams can go on a run, they've they've got endeavour, they've got momentum now at home. You know, uh I think is that unbeaten in the last nine or is it one nine? I'm not quite sure, but they're on a great run under Ten Hag. Rashford is scoring goals, Fernandez yeah. is a player. I see they're talking about a three hundred thousand a week contract for Rashford. Yeah, oh, well, talking I at wouldn't the get out of yeah. bed for that. <laughs> and your Man yeah. United, John, yeah. your Man United on the on sun, Sunday the twenty second, Arsenal, yeah, Man United, big game, big, big, big game. game, and that's where City can maybe um, sneak through. Absolutely, because the, the big boys are, have all got to play each other. Yeah. Arsenal on forty seven, Man City thirty nine, Newcastle and Man United on thirty eight. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right, back to Scotland. Yes. We did ask earlier about Aaron Moy, yeah. who was recommended to Rangers before yeah. he went to Celtic. Yeah, yeah. Um, where would he fit in in the Rangers team just now? And I'm sure... That... I'm gonna, I'll give you the quick story, though. So, so, so it's clear, right? So because I, I, can yeah. be, I can be a little a, a little bit, um, you know, not saying biased. Like I said, as an Australian player, I, I, think, sure. I, think, yeah. I knew Aaron Moy's situation. National team coach was, was, was over training him at local parks, believe it or not, mm-hmm. leading into the... World, it wasn't the World Cup, it was a World Cup qualifier, qualifier playoff sure. against Peru. Right, so Aaron Moy is training in... Was at local parks until yep. I, until Rangers were kind enough to allow uh, Aaron to go in and, and to use the facility. So look, it, it, it was something that I kind of mentioned to Rangers. That it was it was more than likely that he was going to finish up his time in uh, sh- Shanghai, oh. in China, mm. uh, because of obviously all the difficulties with COVID and all sure. that sort of stuff. I felt personally, I felt that he would be a great fit for Rangers. Yeah. Now Rangers didn't didn't think that that was the right fit because they had all the mm. players in those positions. So I respect that and totally understood that. But I would have, I just felt that he would. I know him a little bit more in terms of his qualities, in terms of his physical capacity, in terms of his character. Um, I would have loved to have seen him at Rangers. Is he giving Anja a pleasant problem, John, to have that, you know, is Matt O'Reilly going to come back in? There isn't such a thing as a starting lineup or your best, you know, it changes. But my goodness, how impressed have you been with uh, Aaron Moy? Well, he's held, his, uh, he's held his position down, doesn't he? And I think when you go in and play well, the last thing you want to do is, is to not play the next game. Um, he might have four or five games as a run and then O'Reilly's fresh to come back in. Um, Ange has already said he likes to he likes to make changes, likes to keep everybody sharp and involved. That's important, but also you want to win, so he has to get the balance right of making changes. Everyone who comes in is ready and and adapts to what he wants, um, and they have to make sure they're ready for it. And by doing that, they're continuing to win. And um, but he's got options again, you know. Tomorrow night he could bring Matt O'Reilly back in. He could play, bring Turnbull back mm. in. He could put Atati at right back. Listen, and the good thing is, is it's a headache with all these with all these fit players, but it's a headache he'd rather have than not have. Let's hear from both managers first. Ange Postacoglu, looking forward to tomorrow's night's game against Saint Mirren. I'd be really, really disappointed if they're more motivated tomorrow than they were in the last game or the one after that. That's not. You know, you know my expectations of of any team. I, you know, your motivation should be every time you play to try and 
be at your best to, to beat whatever opponent's in front of you. Um, you know, if you need sort of revenge as a motivator, well, you know what, go and lose every second game and you'll be great. But you know, that's not how it works, um, particularly here. We, you know, we, we're very motivated because we're representing this football club. We're in a strong position in the league and we want to continue, um, you know, our, our consistency in performance and results. That's that's our motivation. That's our motivation every week. So doesn't need anything extra to get these guys up and running. Obviously, he was asked there about the result at St Mirren, the only setback for Celtic in the league this season. John, what are you thinking about this game tomorrow night? Yeah, there won't be a revenge. Celtic play well at home uh, and they take their opportunities. The few games I've seen them in the last couple of weeks, they, they've been a little bit wasteful in front of goal. They've not been clinical enough. You know, um, they've gone ahead and then there's been periods... You know, even even against Kilmarnock, they waited until the 45th minute. Mm -hmm. Bit sloppy at times in the first half with their passing. The manager said that. Um, but tomorrow night, uh, listen, Celtic could win two, they could win seven. Mm -hmm. I think if they're at it, I think I think Steve Robinson knows that the Saint Mirror manager, he'll set them up to be hard to beat. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they want they want they want to sort of, um, and and it's always. If Celtic go a goal up, then you feel the opposition have to come out, Paul. They have to come out, and sometimes that's really dangerous because Celtic then can exploit the gaps and the space in behind. So, I think Celtic. I always think. I always think Rangers when they're home, yeah. and I, I just think that these 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 Celtic and Rangers they're so strong with the crowd mm. at home. A team that whoever goes there have to be at their best, and Celtic and Rangers have to have a little bit of an off day. Uh, mm. So tomorrow night, um, I, I can't see anything but Celtic win. And uh, they would have had more goals, but the fact the way they play, they're so fast. Offside sometimes catches them just by a heel. Or whatever. And I'm not saying it's controversial. You look at it. Remember at the weekend there was uh, was it Hatati? They're just offside. Kyogo, same against Kelly the other week. They had two. It's because of the. You're right. It's because of the the attacking way yeah. that that Celtic play. Look, they they're not looking to pass the ball backwards. They're looking to pass the ball, get it in behind defenders, and and, and it's attack, attack, attack. St. Mirren, away form horrible. Away form horrible this season. You'd expect Celtic, and especially the way that St Mirren set up, obviously loads of possession, will create loads of opportunities, John, and I expect them to score a few goals. Is it the deep block coming in, which means seven or eight behind the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it will be. It, it, it will be. be for the opening 25 minutes, and then Celtic yeah. will eventually, you'd like to think, they'll break it, they'll break that block, and they'll get the first goal, and then... You either limit the damage, or if you're brave, you come out, you try and get yourselves back in the game. Most of the time when opposition teams do that, they get punished and it ends up three or four. There's not much you can complain about for the Celtic fans who admire. Starfield, again, some of his distribution, John, at the weekend, I'm not having a go. But if you are looking at it clinically, if that had been a penalty, if, it, if spots and maybes, um, then it could have been a different story. Do you think sometimes, what is it you see with Starfield? Is it the fact that he's not left-footed and he plays... On the left side? Well, look, Paul, I'm not going to criticise him. I think Celtic are top of the league by nine points. I think they've conceded the least amount of goals. Him <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and Carter Vickers are very good. As a, Carter Vickers is, is the more dominant one yeah. of, of the two. Um, but I just think Starfield, you've got Jens as well to come in. You've got Welsh, you've got others maybe that could. But Ange likes to partner these two. Mm -hmm. And yes, yes, Starfield can make a mistake he makes more than what Carter Vickers uh, makes but luckily for him and Celtic they managed to recover the mistakes maybe sometimes 
when they don't recover and the opposition score a goal, it's more highlighted. Um, but listen, they're a good pair. They've got a great record together. And uh, I think the manager, you know, he's a big fan of both of them. You've been uh, appearing at Rangers with Ammo and others as it's well. Important. It's important, yeah. actually. Really good point John brings up. I mean, obviously, Carter Vickers um, and, and Starfield, obviously excellent. I mean, look, defensively, when you're probably, I'm saying defensively, when Celtic have got the ball and all that, if he does start to drift onto that left foot, you want to make sure that he keeps going that way because it's not unbelievably natural on it. Mm. And you may, you may, if you press and you're well organised, you may get some joy. Uh, but partnership's really, really important. And I think, you know, even with, with Rangers and Michael Beale talking now about how important Goldson and Davies uh, are going to be in terms mm. of getting a solid partnership. Myself and Big Lorenzo, yep. yeah, partnerships in in the centre of the defence are really, really important. Partnerships up top. John, you played yeah. with great partnerships up top. Yes. They're really, really important. Mm. And fair play to yeah. Starfeld for playing on the left and he's naturally mm. right-footed. Yeah. You know, he's doing a job in there. In Ideally, you know, how would, would Carter Vickers make the odd little mistake if he had to go and play on the left side and made Starfeld and make Starfeld play naturally on the right where he was signed yeah. for by the club on that right side. So yeah. they're working together, they're working with it. And I'm sure in the you know at the training ground he's he's working a lot on that on the ball coming out with his left foot, so he's ready for when you go into the game. So listen, centre halves can make the odd mistake. Paul. They make the Everyone odd mistake. Can. Yeah. And sure. as I said, when yeah. it's not, Celtic have got good players. You know uh, whether it's Juranovic um, that can go back and yeah. cover. You've almost got to be expecting your centre-half to make a mistake as a fallback, so you're not getting caught out, mm. do you know? I'm just like, and sorry that that was just, just a different conversation because now when you talk about central defenders, people talk about can they pass the ball? Mm. Like, nah, can they defend? Yeah. Can they head the ball? <laughs> yeah. Can they tackle? Yeah. So, big man, good conversation there. You yeah. two are becoming a good pairing here on the Go Radio Football Show Tuesday nights, Hartson and Moore. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go! Yep, we've got loads of games on yeah, tomorrow I, night. I say yeah. it on air, Paul. This is, uh, Craig sometimes wants to say it to me, but yeah. you know, I wish he'd say it on air as well. <laughs> ah, some good stuff from both of you. Thanks to everyone for joining us tonight. What do you think is going to happen February the 26th? Three o'clock kickoff. The prices are only up marginally. That news has come out today. I think about £4 a ticket up. Through. So three o'clock. I mean, guys, as you know, you've both played in so many of these games. It's not often when you've got, you know, 20-odd thousand of your supporters there because it's either you know 55,000 Celtic fans or yeah. you know uh, 50,000 Rangers fans there bit special isn't it at the cup final unbelievable yeah. it, it's one of the reasons why you know you want to come and play in Scotland yeah. to experience this game everybody talks about them um, and to be in a cup final it, it is special it's a special fixture it means so much to the supporters you big day out at Hamden Big day in the sun. Generally, it could be the Scottish Cup, uh, the Scottish Cup final, which yeah. is normally at the end of May when sure. it's really hot. Obviously, next month might be cold, different sort of conditions. Yeah. But you know, the the game itself, and I think it's a big game because you know, in terms of going into the last ten or twelve games um, that will be left, you know, the split and everything else. Yeah. You know, I think um, momentum, if Celtic go and win it, they'll have a trophy in the bag. Ange retains the trophy, his first trophy. If Rangers win it, it's Michael Beale's first trophy as Rangers manager. There's a lot riding on this game, there really is.
Yeah, no, it's um, I was I was getting little uh, tingles there yeah. as the big man yeah. was kind of talking yeah. about yeah. the game. It's it's an amazing look. It's an amazing uh, game for the supporters. Obviously, the passion that the supporters show for for the players to go out there and enjoy it. Um, you know, we've played in in exactly this type of game, so I can imagine how the players are feeling. I think it's a it's an enormous game anyway, but I actually still feel as if as much as yes, Michael Beale first opportunity to win a trophy. Mm-hmm. Ranch Postacoglu uh, an opportunity to kind of cement, I guess, his authority since coming to to Glasgow. Um, I think if Rangers were to go and win that game, though, Paul, I know I, I have said that the the league is is going to be very very hard to reel Celtic back in. But John touches on momentum, mm-hmm. and, and and momentum can be um, an amazing thing, and and I I just feel as that game. That time, if Rangers could go and get the win, who knows what could happen? If Celtic go and win that cup final, league is done and dusted. So Rangers have to win. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. I know I always ask us the psyche of it. We got great mm. feedback on Friday night, Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, yep. and they spoke about the psyche of a semi-final compared to a league game. Now, the league isn't over, but Celtic are nine points clear mm-hmm. and a 20-goal difference. So it would have to be one of the all-time... Uh, collapses it, it could happen but it's unlikely so Rangers so Celtic will want to retain the trophy and then you start to think that could be a double year and a treble year I know managers you wouldn't want to talk about it just now but the psyche of the fans John the Celtic fans will be desperate will the Celtic players be as desperate to win a trophy as well I'd say desperate they'll be more determined, determined is the word that's a great word determined, you know, determined and um, Celtic Paul it's, it's remarkable because Craig will tell you they don't change. They play the same whether tomorrow night against St Mirren at Celtic Park. They will go about it the same way as they went about it against Kilmarnock. Ange keeps saying that you need to play your football. What he means by that is fast, high press. When you pass in the ball, pass it with a bit of purpose. Let's move forward together. Let's work as a team. Um, all these things that he's come into the club on from day one, his philosophy, I've been about all these aspects. So whether or not it's Rangers in a final, I'm only speaking about my own experience. Yeah. These Celtic players will just go and play the game. They'll address the game. The only thing you got to worry about really is if the nerves. But a lot of these players, you know, especially the the senior players, the yeah. the McGregor's and and and, and one sure. or two others. They've played against. I don't need to tell you Real Madrid. This Absolutely. Season, and so you, you, you feel these guys yeah. will, will handle it. Your big yeah. players handle these occasions, and it's normally your big best players that that settle the outcome of these mm-hmm. games. But Celtic won't change. You're saying, will they be desperate? They no, won't determined, change. Determined. Determined. Yeah, yeah. And Ange, Ange will sort all that out in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure that they're ready. They all know their jobs. They're all given specific roles in the team. They will go and do that to the best of their ability. And they, they, they don't change, whether they're home, whether they're away. They don't add two holding midfield players. They play four, they push your full backs forward, whether they're home or away. They, they, they just go about it in the normal fashion and go and win the game. That, that's how they'll be thinking. Mm-hmm. You know the great thing about this game, and we've all experienced it, uh, and we well, all you love both it. have. We, 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 no, nah, but whether whether you support and whether you're playing, like the experience is is, is special. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that there are league games, and we know that players are going to be right up for that. Mm-hmm. And we've been in exactly the same position. I can guarantee to you right now, players are looking at the 
the month's time. Yeah. They're looking at that cup final. And that's a great thing about that game because I've never seen it in a country like this where we'll be talking the, the for the next month yeah. about this big match, about what a, yeah. what a, what a and moment it, deserves it could it. be. It deserves all that's the That's incredible. It's a great game. It's unbelievable. It's one thing that I, I really loved. Yeah. Um, and we were both very fortunate to, to play for such great clubs and enjoy what, we're all going to be talking about for the next month. That build-up, it's, it's unbelievable. And these are the games where you can make an impact for life. Yeah. You can make an impact on the football club for the rest of your days because this will be viewed by so many countries across the world. People getting up at five in the morning, different hours, different countries, all around the world. The Celtic Supporters Club, the Rangers Supporters Clubs. It means so much just to win this trophy. And it'll mean so much to Michael Beale. I've just explained mm -hmm. there that Ange will want to hold on and retain the trophy, his first trophy. And Michael Beale, what a start that would be. Mm -hmm. After three months, he wins his first trophy. So it's all to play for. 40 days to go. I just worked out because there's 14 days in the transfer window. It's the 26th of February. It's going to be so. 40 days and nights. <laughs> Oh, to before gosh. the game it's amazing honestly okay is. give us your lineups now and your predictions no I'm only kidding on that <laughs> one <laughs> but it is but that's what the fans are talking about because for oh, the Rangers for sure. fans are sure you know we hear many of them coming on here they they know nobody's going to say the league is over but you said yourself Craig it's unlikely yep. that Rangers yep. can can overcome Celtic so yes. and Celtic are playing so well so it's not yep. just down it's in Celtic's hands yeah, they'd have to I throw very away much do. all so, Rangers can do is keep the pressure yeah. on I think Craig's right though. I think you make a great point with momentum momentum mm -hmm. such yeah. a a key word. It, it's the same in golf. It's the same in, it's the same in any sport. You get a little bit of a, you know, a bit of momentum going, and you're riding the crest of a wave. And you know, I think if Celtic do it, they'll feel great about themselves. And if Rangers do it, then obviously, and that nine points, there is no way that Celtic will be talking about the title. Mm. There's you can claw back nine points. There's still two more games against Rangers to come. I can't see it personally. I think Celtic are playing too well. Rangers have turned the screw a little bit. They're on a winning form. Michael Beale has, has built a winning side already. Won six out of his seven games in charge. But um, as I said, there is no way Andrew be taking his, uh, you know, his foot off the pedal in in terms of you know lapse in concentration or thinking that the job is already done. That that doesn't happen in that Celtic. Was it your biggest game ever? playing against Rangers in a, in a final. Or, For know, me, it's the biggest derby in the world. Yeah. For me, you mm -hmm. know, I, I was lucky. I played um, Arsenal-Tottenham. I played yeah. England-Wales, even little, wow. say little. It was a big game at that time. Luton-Watford. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I played West Brom-Wolves. I played in many a derbies, mm -hmm. but listen, nothing, nothing comes, like nothing comes yeah. near this one. Craig? No, no. He's, uh, I mean, I didn't play in as many uh, kind of derbies as, as John, but, you know, played Newcastle-Sunderland derby. Um a big one as well. It's a big one, but you know, Rangers Celtic yeah. is 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 the biggest. And we consistently hear and we've played with players that have come from all parts of the world, all parts of the world, and they always say, Rangers Celtic, biggest derby, biggest derby ever. Do you get more nervous now as like a, a pundit or an ex-player than when yeah. he was playing? I do. No, do you, John? I, 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 I get more about it now. When I played, mm -hmm. you can affect it. I think you can affect the game. Yeah. Um, you just you're go a nervous about watcher it. Then. You're, you're yeah. in the midst of it and all right. that. Um, but I think when you live up here mm. and you know day to day and everything mm. else, and um, 
you know, you, you want you want your team to win. Craig's the same. He's I, I, get exci- I get excited. I get excited. Yeah, but with excitement excite- has comes- to come nerves. Yeah. yeah, but again, yeah, no, you're, okay, yeah, you're probably fair. There are probably nerves there and, 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 the, and the sweaty palms a little bit, John. Okay, I'll admit sure. it. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got two minutes left. Anyone get yeah, it? Mean, that's good. So... Kilmarnock Rangers, Craig, looking at you first of all tomorrow night. Uh, the pitch, of course, Michael Beale's been speaking about the artificial pitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, look, it's it's artificial pitch. It's a firmer surface. It'd probably be something the players be quite happy with yeah. after, the, after the weekend. Kilmarnock have got a very good home record. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Derek will be looking to bounce back. Um, Scoreline? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, Rangers, no, Rangers 2-0. John, what do you think? Well, he might play yeah. Vassell and Lafferty. Lafferty going up against Rangers. He'd love mm-hmm. to score, wouldn't he, against Rangers? Kyle Lafferty. Um, so, uh, I still think Rangers will win, mm-hmm. although it'll be uh, it'll be tricky on that pitch. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Rangers win. Rangers win. Uh, John, Celtic St Mirren, what you said earlier Celtic on. Celtic will win. Celtic yeah. to win. Craig. Celtic win. Yeah. Hearts Aberdeen. What do you think? Who's going to win? Hearts win. Home win. I'll go Hearts. I think Aberdeen at the weekend. They'll be exhausted, won't they? Rangers game, yeah. Exhausted. Uh, Livy against Dundee United. When are we going to give Livy some credit, Paul? Oh, no, we have. Last night on the programme, we talked about the job of David Martin too. uh, After 21 games. We give them plenty. And above Aberdeen. (laughs) They're above Hibs. They're above Motherwell. They're above Dundee. They're above Kilmarnock. This team, Livingston, right? Hardly spend any money. They sell all their best players. Right, when are we going to start saying Livingston are doing brilliant? On the podcast, listen last night, Barry and Mark speaking about Livy. John, who's going to win then? Livy. Livy. <laughs> I guess there's the former goalkeeping coach of Livy. Yeah. Craig, what do you think? I- I'm going with Livy and they had a massive away win, 4-2. Kelly with a couple of goals. Livingston on fire to win at home. Any raw meat to throw there at John? He's right up for it tonight, <laughs> isn't he? But he made up with Paul and you made your point brilliantly. John, thanks so much. Great show. We'll hear you and it. see thanks, you next Paul. week. Yep, that was great. And uh, Craig, for you as Thank well. We'll see you next week. Cheers. You'll join us tomorrow night. It's Barry Ferguson here along with Stephen McGinn. Thanks so much to everyone who called in. Uh, enjoy the games uh, tomorrow night. Coming up next after the news, it's Joe Kilday. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.